Back to the Ticket Weeknights. Here is your host, Terrence Badgett. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You were showing some AI highlights during oh. the break. When was uh when was the first time you very specifically remember breaking a dude's ankles? Oh, in high school. Take us through it. Take us through <laughs> it. In high school, my senior year, uh, we played against our home team, Brian. We played against our rival, Brian High School, and the coach was Coach Cannon. He actually is the coach for Miller North, who won state this year. And um, I came down on a fast break, took him behind my back, and dunked it backwards. And, and he was like, no, he's an NBA player. That's an NBA move. He can't do that. So then I came back down, crossed the guy over, and he fell. And I went straight to the hole and dunked it and stepped over the guy. He's like, he, he, he can't do that. That's illegal. He can't do that. <laughs> so after six dunks that game and two crossovers, that was when I realized I was okay. <laughs> that was when you were okay. You were only okay. Yeah, it was only okay. It was okay. Well, as Coach Nee said, uh, the players in Nebraska aren't any good anyway, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he said too. <laughs> and that was uh, my junior year going into my senior year, and that was the year we won state too. It was like what? You know what I'm saying? You know, so that's when I was high up on Nebraska because of. Um, um, Rich King and Tony Farmer and all those, because they were doing good that year. Um, Clifford Scales and all those guys. So, yeah. But he he made it right. He made it right. And, you know, I'm a Husker for life. So, hey. You, you, Husker till you die, that's for sure. There you go. Nobody can shake Terrence <laughs> off uh, Go Big Red. No. No, no. Can I, even in the Michigan game yesterday, you know, I was there and present and, you know, let it go. Can't go back and do it. Uh, but we played them there this year. So, play them twice, am I correct? Michigan? Yeah. Uh, I, I, we'll play them again in, uh, in in Ann Arbor. I'm not sure if they're one of our, our opponents that we get three times. Yeah. So, we'll be fine. Um, it was just one game. So, let it go. I think the Huskers will be great against Auburn. Um, so we look forward to it this week. Well, it'll be it'll cer- certainly be a a game in which you learn a lot about the Huskers and how they respond to uh, that blowout loss to Michigan. Right. W- was there ever a time in your career you just get whooped and then you have to respond two, three days later? Yeah, my senior year in Nebraska, we – we had just came off of with thirteen and zero, and went down to Texas and lost. I think a hundred and thirty, a hundred and seventy-one or something like that in Texas. In Texas, and then we went on a nine-game losing streak. So I understand, you know, sometimes it just won't click. And then by the greatness, uh, we never gave up, and we had some young, uh, mature leaders. Um, one being Teron Lou and we decided to go to the NIT, and we told ourselves that night that we were going to win the NIT, and we ended up winning the NIT. Ran through it five games straight. 
But we, it took all of us. It took all of us seeing that we were going to be great. It took all of us um, buckling down and knowing our roles and playing Husker basketball. What What did you see as the uh, the one big thing that went wrong for the Huskers last night? If you could, if you could peg one thing that could have at least changed the outcome to the point where it wasn't a blowout, what would it have been? I just there was to me there was no sets ran and there were no there's, people just didn't show up. That's all. People just didn't show up. I don't know. Um, I think when you hit a team like Michigan on a run that they in in the rhythm, they were very much in a rhythm um, last night to the point where I mean <laughs> everything went. Um, the ball was like A B C D to the players who who was supposed to go to right timing, right place, right position. Everything was just perfect. So they. That were the, that was probably one of their great games. You know, will they repeat that? I don't think so. Well, Michigan gets uh, twenty from its sixth man, and Nebraska only gets double digits from two of its players. Yeah. So uh, it was a it was a it seemed like it was a case of one team being extremely cold and another team being at its best. Right, and and and, and is that is, you hit it right on the hit, and that's exactly right. And there's capabilities of, of Nebraska. Um, a, a, a guy come out the bench, six or seven person, me having twenty as well. It's just whoever shows up, and that guy showed up last night for Michigan. So you know he bought himself some more time. And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that's just it. So he was ready. He you know seized the moment. So. Was there ever a moment where you felt like you had a similar situation where you went out there and you proved it by yourself a little bit more, more time, yeah, as couple, you say? A couple times in Nebraska. A couple times in Nebraska. I remember one against Iowa State. I remember one against Oklahoma State on the road and um, Colorado, Creighton. Yeah, those were opportunities that just took out, you know, had a, had a great game, a, a, a better game than normal. Most of the games I did play was just me. I just knew my role. We had enough stars. And at the end of the, end of the day, it was me making sure that I did everything on my side for us to win. Um, knowing I had the, the capability of being one of those stars, too. But some people got to take a step back. And I was okay with that. It's very unique, I would say. And it, it's not – it's – you're the exception to the rule where you were a star in high school mm-hmm. and you came in and you were willing to and accepted and gave your all to a lesser role. Mm-hmm. You allowed other players to flourish. What about your mentality or your your approach to the game allowed you to to do that? Well, just a team player. I think um, when you care about something, if we all win, we all shine. You know, individually, I was, you know, um, on a team, on a team, I'm, you know, as much as I was, you know, the star in our basketball team in high school, I wasn't the, the top scorer in the state because I was all about my team. Um, the year we won the state, I was averaging 18 points. Well, there was people, four people in front of me with the average 26, 29, 30. But I didn't have to do all that. I just had to do what I needed to do for us to win. You know, I was always a team player. So that carrying that on into Nebraska, you know, some people may say it hurt me. Some people may say, oh, Danny did this and Danny did that. I don't think none of that. He didn't do any of that. 
he gave me the opportunity to play for Division One. I. I took the opportunity. If I didn't want that opportunity, I wouldn't have signed up and went to Nebraska. I have a degree. You know, everything was up to me. If I wanted, if I should have put in the extra work to do something else, um, to get more time and everything. Not saying I didn't put the work in, but we had enough weapons, we had enough talent that you know we needed someone who just know their role. Uh, we've we've kind of been talking about this a little bit with Jay, um, and I wanted to, I guess get your your perspective on it uh, it's transfer portal day not this last monday but the monday before where every college football player in the country or everyone who's considering leaving will jump into the portal was there ever a point in where where you considered leaving nebraska yeah there was a point in my freshman year um at the the last the second to the last big eight tournament um yeah i just i was just frustrated um, being a young kid who knew it all, <laughs> felt I should have been getting this time and doing this and had this opportunities and, you know, um, wanted to test my waters, but really didn't, you know. So at the end of the day, I realized that, you know, I control my journey. I control my future, my destiny. So it's up to me. Jay specifically mentioned that his dad was one of the voices that, uh, I guess kept him at Nebraska. Did you have anybody, I guess, that you in your camp that yeah. advised you to stay? Yeah, my pastor, uh, Reverend Barlow. He said that you know it's easy, greener. It's easy to go and find greener pastors. It's harder to work for something that you truly believe in and earn it. You know, you know, God will bless you in front of you know, not necessarily your enemies, but God will bless you in front of the people. You know that felt like you, you you know, you you didn't deserve it or you didn't, you know, or it wasn't given to you. So I decided to just buckle down, um, trust in myself, believe in myself and made it work. So I I'd say it worked out fairly well for you. It did. It did. It did. And I and I thank God for that too. I think uh, you know, when you're I did not have a father figure or anything like that. My mom was great, and my mom still is great to this day. And you know, but you, like you mentioned, this I had a lot of community male figures that were uh, that embraced me, that I could talk to and get opinions from, and gave me solid advice. So took a, took advantage of that, you know, and I'm I'm blessed for that. I guess if you could go back, give yourself advice. If you, I, I, I don't know how this this time travel works, but Terrence right now goes back in time, talks to Terrence that's considering transferring. Okay. What what would you tell yourself? Um, make sure I weighed all options. That I did everything possible. That I've tried and um, and make sure that I exhausted every possibility before I left. You know. Make sure, I, you know, I just didn't get wound up and do it on emotions. <clears throat> I did it on concrete evidence and concrete work and effort and um, having a clear mind. You know, a lot of things people do it on emotions, you know, and then they end up regretting it. So, is that that that's not the mentality of the modern day athlete, college right. athlete? Mm-hmm. How how do we? I guess bring about that kind of 
athlete again. It's the I statement. You know, you, you know, I have to do what I need to do. I Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I sacrificing being in the gym? Am I sacrificing getting to the weight room instead of going to hang out? Am I sacrificing um, opportunity to get shots up for another 25 minutes after practice or just run out? Run out, and, you know, because it's 7 o'clock at night. Am I sacrificing, you know, the gym is open on a Friday night and it's open from 9 to 11. Can I get in there? You know, am I am I doing everything possible? And it starts with you. And only you can ask yourself that. And in your heart, if you're being honest with yourself, you would get that answer real quick. Will NIL money help or hinder uh, getting back to that sort of uh, – we over me mentality. No, it'll worse. It'll, it'll, it'll hurt it. Do you think that you would have had the same mentality if NIL existed when you were in? I think would have the same mentality of cell phones, <laughs> if cell phones and all the social media. Um, I think it would be too much of a distraction. And the reason why I say that, being an inner city kid who hasn't been places and didn't know much, didn't have those opportunities. Was, wasn't fortunate enough to have those, um, have that type of money to be able to utilize those, you know, those things, then, yeah, it would have been a huge distraction, and I'm glad I didn't have it. <laughs> uh, I'm not really quite sure how to ask this, okay. but what NIL deal would you have wanted when you were an athlete in Nebraska if you could pick anything? Or would you have just not wanted them? I just not wanted them. I wanted them. Um, you know, I was that kid in college. Me and my best friend Andre Woolridge, we was those kids in college that once the season was over, some kids went on spring break. We never went on spring break. We went back home and worked. Harvey works for someone local, or you know, dating or find us a job where everyone was gone. <clears throat> we just, I just believed in getting it on my own. I just believe in um, I'll have that time when I get older. So you wouldn't have gone out and gotten a deal with Runza so you could eat at Runza once a week for free? No, I wouldn't have because I would have took advantage of it. I would have been <laughs> probably big like I am now. But <laughs> I could have, you know, no, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. You know, we had Valentinos back then, and, and the Valentinos people were so gracious and so welcoming to us. We could honestly, if we wanted to walk up to Valentino's, it was so cheap, you know, and eat Valentino's. I can eat Valentino's pizza every day. It was so much, it was, they had so much of a spread that, you know, you'll you you know you'll be okay. So those kind of deals, honestly, and I know it sounds crazy that you wouldn't take those deals because it'll, it'll change you. It'll change you. And you'll start looking at the wrong things, you know what I'm saying, so. So you're not a fan of the uh, legislation change? I'm not a fan of it, no. And I, but I do deserve. I do think that athletes do deserve some kind of stipend. But I am not. I'm not a fan of it, no, because I really think that it'll change. It'll change you for your values. I think it's good for the kind of people that want to go out and do something like the punter from UCF who had a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, he can now. He could have made money from that if NIL was allowed. I think that's good because you, you'd see college athletes getting opportunities taken away because it didn't exist. Right. But obviously if you're going to allow it, there's going to be sponsorships that come with it. Exactly. And I remember me being in college and Greg Anthony for the Las Vegas 
for, for UNLV, he had his own business his junior and senior year, so he paid for his own schooling. And he was an entrepreneur at a young age. But he paid. I remember Eric Strickland played baseball. The years he played baseball for the, for the Marlins, he paid for his own school. So if you get it that way and you pay for your own school, fine and dandy. You know, but, you know, that's when you become successful in that area. Then, yeah, you should, you know. You're listening to Uptown with number 43. We'll be back uh, after a short break to wrap up the show, talk a little bit about Terrence's top five teams in the NBA right now, and the <laughs> Lakers better not make that list. But you're listening to Uptown with number 43. <laughs> All right, man.